amazing Sabine. Sabine, say hi to everybody. Hi. Yeah, that's my friend. Sabine, sitting in. Hola, come in, make, I mean. Was that Spanish? Like, hola? Like, hello? Como esta? Como estas? Me amo es Pam. Tu amo es Sabine. And the yamo of this show is the Joke Workshop here on Mutiny Radio. Woo! All right. Hey, Sabine, the way that this show goes is that there's there's comedians that tell jokes, and then the people listen to their jokes, and then they give them comments. Can I open the door for my dad? You can open the door. He can come in. It's all good. So uh, we have a bunch of comedians here tonight to perform for you on the Joke Workshop here on Mutiny Radio every Monday from 6 to 8. Again, I'm joined by my good friend, Sabine. Uh, And our first comedian on the list tonight very funny man. Glad to see him every time he's around. A regular at the punchline and all over San Francisco. Here you have to get ready to clap. Clap wildly for Roman Leo! It's always great when the microphone gets turned on. Not like I really need a microphone in stand-up comedy here. Yeah. Still on. I'm happy to be here. Okay. Right? The first guy. Up. Happy as an autistic kid with a drum set made out of trains. I'm happy that you guys get a chance to see me today. You know? Feels good. A lot of people don't get that chance. You guys should feel honored. I am, and it's rare for me to be happy for other people because I think I'm missing a large chunk of that part of my brain that allows me to be happy for other people. You know? So you should feel really fucking honored, Todd Farnham, that what's happening right now. You didn't, you didn't expect this, but it's happening. You're looking at a fucking middle-aged guy. I'm almost 40. I'm 53. And uh, holding a you know, a microphone, which, right, holding it like a man with a large penis, right? Right, you see guys come up here and they hold it with a short, like they have a short penis because they're not used to holding anything longer than this. This is how you're supposed to hold a microphone. It's always good that, uh, that there's, you know, you have a random dildo if you need it at a comedy show. It's always here. Personally, I like to have a stool. And then I can rest my fucking notepad on it. Um, I have a very supportive girlfriend. Uh, I'm going to go see her later. She, you know how supportive she is? She watches me at open mics. And we've been dating for a year. There's something fucking wrong with her. Right? There's, there's just wrong. So wrong. She's very supportive. One time she said she wishes she made enough money so I could do stand-up comedy full-time. I was like, oh, my God, I love you. But please understand, I would still only do it part-time. I think she has a mediocre fetish. (laughs) You know? Very supportive. Like, some people want to get on the ground floor with you. I'm like, I got ground floor for days, baby. My whole life has been a series of lateral moves. (laughs) Show me the end zone. I'm blind. People say a baby is a gift from God when they don't want to tell you who the father is. It's a gift from God, certainly not Fred Santos mattress delivery guy. This uh this woman sneezed nearby me the other day it was wet. I told her God bless you and then she sneezed three more times. 
I'm like, are you fucking totally hungry for approval or what? Like, I would just hate to see her, what other involuntary body functions she does for approval. <laughs> I haven't imagined what those are yet. Like, right? She's going to be the one that, like, her hangs on in the fucking vent farm just a little too long. They unplug her. She keeps her heart's beating just so her family can stand there and say, I love you. Fucking, there's no D, uh, Wi-Fi at my girlfriend's place because she's got unlimited data on her phone plan. And it fucking sucks. She doesn't have any TV or cable or anything. So I'm like, hanging out with her means we have to watch Netflix only on her phone. And then, and sometimes like that's, she's asleep, so I can't, I don't have access to the phone. I can't watch TV. <laughs> so what happens when this happens is that I go to the fucking DMV and they have Wi-Fi and I'm like so happy to be at the fucking DMV with my noise canceling headphones watching YouTube videos of Louis C.K. <laughs> DMV is the most awesome place. I'll go to fucking church if they have Wi-Fi now. You know? Just give me the fucking Wi-Fi, you guys. Um, I got two more fucking new things I could try out, but I wasted all my time doing old material. <laughs> Right, Pam? Is that it? What do we do now? Boy, how it burns me whenever she goes. Oh, yay! We clap so wildly like for Roman Leo. Yeah, we clap wildly for Roman Leo. Yay! Hi, there's something. Yeah, this, this is the part, Sabine, where everyone gives comments on uh, on the comedian. And when what does Sabine I, think? Well, Sabine, actually, when you were a minute and Thanks. 28 seconds in, she said to me, Kay. She said, when is he going yeah. to tell jokes? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, I said, see, they're laughing at your jokes, Sabine. I told you it was funny. I told her, I said, I have to write that down. That was really funny. But she asked at a minute and 28 seconds in, when is he going to tell jokes? Everybody's wow. an expert on comedy, man. <laughs> Are there comments from the peanut gallery? Guys, there's there's uh, microphones there. There's one in the corner. There's one over here. Oh, it's, it's on. It looks like Zach Wiseman's going to say something. Uh, I don't think I can give you any advice that you're not going to scream at yourself in the shower later. So. Oh, yeah. Nice advice. Go scream in the shower. I will take that. Usually I just yeah, fucking do my set in the shower. So I'm not going to scream. <laughs> Hello, baby. Oh, sorry, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> dead air, Sabine. What's what's with the dead air? Lots of comments. <laughs> you can say some money. It's on. Tell him about his jokes. Oh yeah, you like you a walk school, but you play the best jokes ever. And I was like, hey, you so nice. I loved. I like the jokes that you say. Oh, thank you. <laughs> you look. You remind me of my friend Sammy Franco. It's the way that your face looks. Um, <laughs> what did I say? You were funny. That was good. He's pretty cool. Mm. Uh, can we put Sabine on the on the list? Like, know. <laughs> she's gone up at the brainwash before. Have, have yeah, you, uh, I mean, she's got to have stuff. Have you thought like about unpacking this premise of your girlfriend's mediocrity fetish? Like maybe an additional tag about other ways in which she might be into your mediocrity? Oh, find out all the, the self-deprecating things. It's tough for me to be vulnerable in that sort of self-deprecating way that's popular uh, these days when it comes to relationships. I mean, how many times do you know, people want to hear about how I failed out of college? Mm. I don't think she's into that. <laughs> <laughs> did you, did you, have you, do you have anything else for the Wi-Fi at church? I don't know. I think that's a really funny idea that you could expand. Just. Um, I don't, but thanks. I just, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. No, I 
to just what else can get you to church. No, I'm kidding you. I'm kidding you. No, that was, that's well, good. The, the other free things at church are crappy coffee, right? Mm. They used to have donuts, but they don't anymore. I think you have to buy donuts now at church. First Sunday of the month, free donuts. They have like so. McDonald's now, so mm. it's still cool. Um, they got the restroom. I think mm. oh, oh, no. seriously because there's got some kind of mediocre sink. things that other people care about that you really don't like parallel parking and then you could even call back to the church thing and talk about something you're mediocre at at church huh. like singing the hymns or something ridiculous. I like your um, encouragement. I don't think I don't like callbacks though. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. Thank you guys very much. Yeah. Woo! She wants. She wants to go on the stage. Do you want to go up right now, or do you want to wait another? I want to go up right now. Okay, guys, we're skipping the list. We're going crazy. Uh, you guys, your next comedian, clap wildly. It's Sabine. Knock knock. Who's there? Uh, baby. Baby poops in the the bloody. Yeah! 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 Clap her! This is clap her! That's a pound of You could do more jokes to me. What about the car one? Oh, knock knock. Who's there? Uh, Calgo. Calgo, who? Calgo, the thief. She had me! Everybody, that was Sabine! That was excellent. Let's see if your next comedian can best that. He's a funny guy. Uh, I love his name because it reminds me of cats. Put your hands together for Jonah Pollock. Tough act to follow. I guess I was. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, God. Are they really? Oh, shit. All right, that's the type of comedian I am. Before I come on stage, I sit on people's hard-earned sa- <laughs> it, it, Okay, you're upstaging my shitty jokes, Roman. I uh, know. It could have been worse. I could have farted on it. <laughs> oh, oh, Jesus. <laughs> All right. Uh, you guys, let's remember why we're here. Hi, my name is Jonah, and I need your attention. Ugh. <laughs> uh, I didn't even bring my notebook. I thought I was just coming to the mission to clean an illegal Airbnb and eat a torta. Uh, but here I am to entertain you guys. Uh, people ask me why I bother doing TaskRabbit when they don't have any labor laws. And it's because I'm not your granddaddy's college graduate. No. I know that it's not about rights or regulations. It's just about stacking that cash. Uh, you guys, uh, I've recently been using medical marijuana strictly for medical purposes. But the Venn diagram of when I'm super baked and when I have diarrhea is fast becoming one circle. Uh, I've been recovering some memories while high recently. I remembered recently walking in on my dad looking at internet porn when I was about 12. Yeah. I feel like if you're going to do that, you should at least get like some poignant window into their sad, unfulfilled fantasy life, right? Like, know who they are as a person. My dad was looking at a still photo of a topless woman on the beach. So it's like, oh, you're sad and basic. 
I was ho I was hoping for more layers, uh, but apparently his dream is to be on the set of a light beer commercial. <laughs> uh, like he doesn't even necessarily need to be touching the women. He just needs to be like bringing coffee to the photographer, <laughs> catch a little side boob. Uh, I, uh, I feel like people are so strapped for work-life balance, they're now convincing themselves that like basic self-care are hobbies. Like people are telling themselves that uh, drinking after work is a hobby. That's just called getting through the week. Right? <laughs> now it's called mixology. Uh, <laughs> when people tell me they're into fashion, I just think like, oh, the 15 minutes when you get dressed is the best part of your day. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> There's life after 9 a.m. Uh, after you've after you've taken care of your Instagram account for the day. Um, people tell me I love food. I must be a foodie. Uh, all my ancestors just flirted with starvation, and now I have their PTSD. <laughs> Every time I see a hot meal, I'm ready to punch you in the throat to get around you to the food. Uh, is basically the long and short of it. Um, <laughs> I I <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Seriously, you guys go to Tortoise Los Picudos, get the the head cheese sandwich with avocado and queso fresco and extra meat. Would you sit on that for me? I would. <laughs> <laughs> I would. I would pass. I would pass a, a long, a nice long warm fart, which is roughly equivalent to a couple of minutes in the panini press. Uh, <laughs> um. It's locally sourced methane, you guys. Uh, what else do I want to say before Pam yanks me off the stage? Oh, you guys, uh, cool dads in the East Bay uh, walking around in heroin chic like, look, I look like I do a lot of heroin, but I can also balance a checkbook. And they have their kids dressed up also in heroin chic. Are they trying to get their kids laid? <laughs> and who are their kids going to fuck if they're in heroin chic clothing? Like, are they going to get with like the Courtney Love of kindergarten? All right, thanks, you guys. Woo! All right, do, do your worst to feedback me. Hey, Jonah Pollock. Or does everyone just want to make me feel bad for ruining Roman's so we burrito? <laughs> comments for Jonah Pollock here on Joke Workshop. <laughs> Hello, kids, baby, am I a kid? I'm a magician. <laughs> any comments? <laughs> any any comments? Are you? <laughs> am I am I am I beyond help? Am I too br am I too brilliant for help? Wow. <laughs> Are you afraid I'm going to sit on your sandwich? Mercury's in I really retrograde. I, got, I, was so, I didn't even think to write any criticisms. I was enjoying the whole thing. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm assuming there could be improvement, but maybe listen to it. I'm sure uh, I'd be the best judge. Roman says I need to make my jokes more about my own worldview instead of my observations. No, I said you need bigger laughs. Oh. <laughs> oh! Oh! <laughs> I was like this close to like buying you like a donut and coffee or something to make up for that. <laughs> well, like just like dads are stupid, but then I could be like, well, how did my dad dress me up or something? I don't know. Yeah, what's the deal with dads? Well, you kind of look like coming inside our moms. You, you right? <laughs> jo Jonah, out of every single comedian here, you look the most dad-like. Okay. Hands down, you look more like a dad than any other comedian. So but then if no, I shave my I head and face, like, I look like my own son. I feel, I feel like with the gray <laughs> hair and the glasses. <laughs> I think that that might be a thing I that you bring it to your own perspective. Like, I look like a dad, and I'm not trying to be heroin chic. I'm just poor. <laughs> yeah. My gums are just naturally receding. Um, Sabine, any comments? He's 
Uh, yes. <laughs> What's your comment? I have one. What, what is I'm it? all ears. What, what is it? He's, he's asking questions about, he has a dad joke. Well, how is on? It's on. Well, how many years do you have to put a baby out of your tummy? How many how years do you have to be able to cut a baby out of your tummy? No, how, how many, or are you asking how many how years many has he been a baby out of his tummy? Yeah. How many what? How many, how many years have you been a baby out of your tummy? I've been I've been a baby for 30 years. I'm a very old baby. <laughs> I was someone no. Okay. Okay, there you go. All right. Okay, woo! woo! Jota Bolek. Dad questions. Dad's all over the place. Here we go. I don't have my list, so I'm not exactly Dad sure. normal question. Ah, I know who's next. Hey, everybody, put your hands together. She has a show here on Mutiny Radio every Sunday from 6 to 8 p.m. Put your hands together for Trina Roderick. Oh, my God, Sabine. I love thinking about it that way, right? Like, how many years out of your mommy's... Like, how long has it been since you left that utopia? I'm with you. Right? Well, years, maybe. (laughs) <laughs> me? Is that what you think of me? Oh, you are so sweet. If you multiply that by four, that's what you'll get for, that's how old I am. And you know what happens when you, I, it's amazing. I love being this age. I, it's so much fun. You're going to have so much fun when you're my age. Seriously. Um, I forgot to take out my gum. So, uh, but you know, the thing about being my age, I don't have any kids and most people my age have kids. And so what happens is they tell me, well, uh, you should get a cat. (laughs) That's what they tell me. And I'm like, uh, but I'm too young to be an old cat lady, right? Look at me. I look like I'm 12, not four times 12. I'm too young, right? But so I got this cat. And uh, she's so sweet. Her name is Snowflake. But that doesn't really fit her because she has this really bad attitude. Because cats have this bad attitude. Do you have a cat? You do? You know what I'm talking about with their attitude, though, right then? So one time, you tell me what happened here. One time, I was in my room, and the cat was looking at the closet, and I was sitting on my bed next to the cat, right? And so the cat looked at me. The cat looked at me, and then... Oh, because I called the cat's name, right? I said, I, well, I don't, I, I, I don't remember what I called her. I probably did not say Snowflake. But I called her. She looked at me for a couple minutes, and then she kind of spaced out for a second and then starts licking her butt. <laughs> right? And I was like, well, does she know what she's doing? Like, did she? What happened in that minute when she spaced out, right? Was she, like, thinking to herself, man, my butthole really itches? Right? Or was she thinking to herself, I'm going to send this chick a message about the food because I don't like that Frisky's Ocean Feast. (laughs) Maybe, right? Maybe she's trying to tell me something. I don't know. I'm not really sure. So um, what's the difference between cat people and dog people? Well, cats have biscuits and dogs go party and you have to clean it up and 
people like to walk on their feet, but they take exactly. a shower every day. The dogs have to take a bath, and cats eat a lot because they're healthy. Exactly. See, that's why I have a cat. You are so right. Like, from what I hear, though, like, the difference between the people who like cats, because some people only like cats, right? Some people, you know what? People feel very entitled to just hate on cats, and I don't think that's right. Okay? Yes, they have an attitude. Yes, they have a big ego. But what's wrong with that? Right? Just because they're little and cute and furry, they can have an attitude too, right? You don't need, we don't have to just be okay with hating on cats, right? So, but here's the thing. The people who are cat people, I've noticed, they can take emotional abuse, right? Yeah. Right? Can't we? Right? <laughs> and uh, dog people, they can take a licking in the face. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> I couldn't handle that. I really couldn't, all that licking in the face. I just, oh, no. No. Uh, so... Uh, dog people, or uh, I hear dogs like they wait at the door for their owner to come home, right? Uh, my cat, she waits at the door waiting for me to leave, <laughs> right? Looking at me like, uh, don't you have any friends? <laughs> Are you going to be home all day again, right? Like, you don't have to have a dog to go to the park. <laughs> so thank you. I was going to do something else, but... It had too many F-bombs in it. And Trina Roderick changed her whole set midstream to cater. She was so nice, wasn't she? She catered to Sabine here uh, in the in the. Thing. I have mad maternal instincts that are just not. Right, I know, it's hardcore. I, I like the new cat. I mean, the cat You know I'm always down with the cat material, so. I mean, I'm the wrong person to ask. I think it's all brilliant. Hey, Pammy, I can't talk in this because it's not... What did you think, Sabine? It's good. Should I change anything? Do you have any more no. advice for Sabine yeah, about should. how at least, uh, she can enjoy life in four times 12 years from now? <laughs> yeah. Always follow your passion. Always be true to yourself. You're awesome and amazing. Just always remember that. Yeah. And the most important thing that can happen to you is that your parents, in particular your father, can express his love pretty frequently and make that clear and consistent. Parenting <laughs> <laughs> yeah. advice. It's actually funny because neither Trina nor I have children. I think we give the best parenting advice in the universe, <laughs> and neither of us have kids. Does anyone else have got uh, Roman Leo's comments? No, no, I mean, the dogs versus cat thing was good. That, yeah. that was the standout thing about your cat waiting for you at the door. Yeah, I like that one, too. If you could also drag dog people through the mud for their codependency a little more. I know. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah. I was going to say expand on the emotional differences, how that okay. cat people are in their relationships. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, it, it's implied, but it, yeah. it's a funny premise. Yeah. Okay, awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Yay, Trina Roderick, listen to her show, The Immutables, uh, on Sundays from 6 to 8 p.m. Exciting stuff. All right, moving along. Your next comedian is a crazy funny guy. Uh, Every time I see him, I'm excited he's still alive and wasn't washed away uh, by the shore, the seashore, in his sandcastle in an undisclosed location. One of the most interesting people I know doesn't believe in shoes. Dirty, dirty socks. Will the Beast. Um, 
toilet paper should come in different colors and in rainbow color. Because I think not only should you be able to like and watch rainbows, but I think you should also be able to wipe your ass with them. <laughs> Was this the wrong city for that? <laughs> no worries. Um, I think you turned it off. I think you um, turned the switch off. Turn the switch off. Alright, so um now that um so I made a shirt for Hillary way back in two thousand eight when she was gonna run against George Bush, the other idiot. And um the shirt was this. It said Washington needs a new kind of bush. And then it said a vagina. And I gotta say, in two thousand sixteen I'm not sure I'm feeling the same way. Because I don't think, I don't know if she still has that vagina. <laughs> Was this a room full of Hillary fucking candidates? All right. <laughs> so uh, I went to a genderfied area last night. And uh, I was, you know, one of these places with the big windows. And, you know, I don't know. And, like, when you look in there, all I saw, you know what I saw? Anybody know what I saw? Just white people and one Asian server. All these fancy places with their big windows. Um, so last night I'm standing outside one of these places and my friend who's Spanish is with me. So I'm like trying to show him like I'm white, I'm in a sweatshirt, I'm trying to be like, yo, that's just a tattoo, you know? <laughs> and, uh, and the people in the restaurant are just looking at me like, I'm lost and black. <laughs> this is going so good. Sabine, I'm going to do a joke for you. <laughs> Here we go. This is really just for you. This is a good one. Where the fuck is it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here we go. So I like to go hiking, and one time I was hiking, and I came up on a mountain lion. And uh, you know what you do when you come up on a mountain lion? Anybody? I don't know, but this is what I did. I looked at him with all the courage I could muster, and I was like, get the, oh, yo, Sabine, I can't do this joke for you either. I'm going to still do it. <laughs> Get the heck out of here. Get the heck out of here. And, uh, oh, yeah, I already screwed that joke up. So I was like, get the hell out of here. And that was like, before I call campus security. I don't know. It was in Berkeley. You know, most of the lions up there are pretty uh, liberal. But the one thing I couldn't figure out was why this lion was out, like, you know, walking when, you know, it was late at night and uh, he wasn't driving his Prius. <laughs> I don't know. This set just fucking. All right. Thank you. And then the thing skip. Hey, if no one has any comments, you know what? How about this? How about this? We won't do comments and we'll just give you another four minutes. Because I don't know if we have anything to say, because it was like, I mean, you were dealing with Sabine and all kinds of other things. Do you want to just, right, do you have I'll something just to do say? I'll do one jo joke. No, I just thought it was funny how you do 
Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> Old habits are hard to break, you but, know what I mean? But I'll give you, I'll just give you time from now. Do you want to do actual stuff? Here we go. All right. You just walk it up on stage. Will the Beast. <laughs> this feels like a time warp or something, like a time machine. Um, so I was coming out of my sand glue today, and I live up in a, kind of on a cliffside in an igloo made out of sandbags. And I have a dirt floor, and um, <laughs> I have a dirt floor, and I, I was coming out, and I like found a pill on in the dirt, and like I ate it. <laughs> it's just I don't know, old habits, hard to break. Nah, I, I mean I definitely knew what that pill uh, was. <laughs> yeah. So, so does anybody know how they want to go? How they want to die? Yeah. How? That's not bad. Anybody else? Yeah. What do you got? That's not bad. That's a good one. What do you got? It's pretty good. You got one? Anybody thought about it? You got one? Uh, I mean, like, wait till I'm like 90 and then still have to that off. It's good. It's not bad. If I'm still, I mean, if I'm still ripping it, I'm just like doing yoga and shit. I'll hang on, but I'm still ripping. Last us. I want to die trying to save Zach as he beats himself. Anybody else? You know how you're going to die? Hills, that's a good one. What about you? Are you gonna do some Indian thing or? <laughs> Just gonna reincarnate. Oh! Man, that is a good one too. What about you? You know how you're gonna die? Heart attack. Matthew, how are you going? Brain aneurysm. Brain aneurysm. I forgot. I'm going to go with memory loss. What about you? Victim of a murder-suicide. Victim of a murder-suicide? Well, I don't know where this joke was going. Uh, I just wanted to see how everybody was going to die. I'm Wildebeest. Thank you for the time. Best crowd work question ever. Very funny. All right, moving along. Your next comedian, uh, he, I think he's running for president in uh, 2020 under the Ginger platform. It's a new uh, group. They're not socialists. They're just gingers. It's a worldwide thing, but somehow he's going to run for president. I don't know. Put your hands together, everybody. My favorite ginger, Matthew Quirk. Somebody very tall was just here. So I'm going to hold this microphone like I have a small penis because there's no reason to lie. 
So I know it's hard to get political up in here, isn't it, Wilkie Beast? Man, it's a tough crowd, tough crowd, tough crowd. But anyway, I got some things to say about San Francisco. You know, I used to not care so much about uh, gentrification and everything when it was just brown people getting kicked out of here. But now all the cool ass white people are getting kicked out of here, and all the cool ass white shit that I used to do is just not fun anymore. I mean, anyone go to like the How Weird Festival? I mean, like, how lame is that festival? It is just like all just, look, I'm a dude in a tutu. How weird. You know, like, just no creativity, no nothing. You know, 420, fucking 420, so played out, 420. Does this city need a weed holiday? You can vape in the library. It is just like not cool or outside or anything. It is so played out. It is not, it's like, it's not 2000 late, it's 1990 late. That's how played out it is. So, on top of that, now we have all these freaking idiot kids. Like, we used to be homo sapiens, like, upright and aware of our surroundings. And now all these, like, participation trophy homo sativas and homo indicas are walking around. It's not being fucking vaped out by that neuralizer they given a blowjob to is being pixelated by a nav app, you know, because they can't find their friends in a park. It's just like we're headed downhill. And they just walk out into traffic and like we're so safe now we can't hit them and run them over and like call the masses. And you know they're fucking, you know, so there's just more of these homo sativas and homo indicas just breeding. It's sad. And on top of that, I was at Bay to Breakers, right? B to B, right? Beer to breakfast, booze to barfing, to bathroom, to bathroom, to bathroom. That is a shit show no matter what they do. It's just terrible. Sad excuse for an athletic event this city puts out. I tell you, we're supposed to be a fit city. Uh, San Francisco, I'm so disappointed. Yeah. So what else I got to bitch about this city? Speaking of bathrooms, uh, I for one am glad that finally our legislative and judicial branches are uh, deciding on where trannies can go to the bathroom. I mean, have they just been holding it this whole time? (laughs) Those poor people. The suffering. The suffering. No wonder the fucking loin smells like a bathroom, right? Oh. Wonka, wonka. Uh, so anyway, there's actually a number of uh, bathroom issues I think we could codify onto law. You know, for example, can we get uh, finally put it to vote whether the toilet paper roll rolls in towards you or away from you? If we can finally, I mean, are we modern humans or what? Can we get can we get to that? And and should I do the toilet seat one, Pam? Your favorite. So the toilet seat. Uh, Seat up or seat down? We have a lady in the audience. Seat up or seat down, right? Seat down is what's preferred. So, but sometimes I go in the bathroom, there's a line at the bathroom and there's piss on the seat already. And I don't want to be blamed for pissing on the seat by leaving it down. So I leave it up and I piss and I leave it up because I think that's like the the universal sign that, hey, I I feel your pain, but I didn't do this, you know? But my real comment is to the guy or lady beforehand who was third world squatting on that thing. Like, 
If the seat's in the way, please remove the seat. And to end the seat up, seat down question, most toilets have a lid. And I think we should be grown up about it and clean it off and actually close it like a, like a jar. Close it and leave it for the next person to do what they will with it. All right, I'm ready for my questions. Poop in a jar with a lid. Matthew Quirk. All right, comment. That's political humor, not toilet humor, by the way. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the joke about transsexual bathrooms is really good. That's that's really funny. Um, with the toilet seat one at the end, I feel like you work towards the whole idea of like you need to close the lid. But I feel like I never got a sense of like why, you know. So maybe do that. Yeah, <laughs> get that in there, would you? Yeah, it's just not a strong closer. Yeah, well. Uh, but Thank anyway, um, no, that's one of my biggest pet peeves is pee on the seat for sure. Develop that. And, I mean, and, I don't know. But blue humor, humor is hard, but keep going. I like it better than your ginger stuff. Oh, that's a cheap <laughs> shot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Matthew Quirk, yay! <laughs> Yay, moving right along to our next comedian. Uh, he's tall, he's young, he's lovely, he has funny jokes, and an enormous backpack. Why you're living with it? You look like a snail when you came in today with this enormous house on your back. Put your hands together, it's Ian Levy! Hey, hey guys. Um, the backpack is because I was just visiting my grandparents in uh, Sacramento. Um, yeah, uh, I was gonna, my, my goal today was to write about kind of whatever I experienced over the week. And because I've been staying with my grandparents, I just have jokes about watching Andy Griffith show. Like that's all I, that's all I got. It's all I did was just watch the Andy Griffith show all week. Um, is it, who here has seen the Andy Griffith show? Is it got, we got, yeah, yeah, okay. So some people, that's good, okay. So the Andy Griffith show <laughs> is really the precursor to The Wire. Like that's, you know, it really is, has there ever been a, a better show about adept, you know, police enforcement and waste of government funds? <laughs> that's a, uh, okay, I, I, I'm not. I'm not feeling the Andy Griffith stuff, guys. I guess I'll, I'm going to move on to my "I Dream of Genie" content now, <laughs> or honeymooners. We could also go that way. <laughs> okay. Um, what What else was there? I, I had some other stuff to talk about. Uh, the um, yeah, I'm actually I'm actually blinking. I, I had a weird a weird experience at work the other day where a um, a woman came in. And then she, like, it's a pretty simple, I work at a cafe, and it's a pretty simple choice. When you come in, you get a drink. Uh, I say, would you like that for here to go? And I, so I asked the woman, and she said, uh, I'll have it for here. So I gave her, like, a metal cup, and then she asked me, um, can I take this cup with me? Which seems kind of counterproductive, because, you know, as you look to the side and see the 50 cups marked to go. <laughs> okay, no. <laughs> I don't know. It, it's all kind of it's all kind of half baked stuff today, guys. Um, I think I think uh, I think I'm gonna stop watching Game of Thrones. Does anyone here watch Game of Thrones? Yeah, people watch Game of Thrones. In case you haven't watched Game of Thrones, I'll catch you up. It's it's basically about a group of wealthy families fighting over control of the place Westeros. And what makes the show really interesting is you always 
just when you think the good guys are going to win, the bad guys always seem to win, right? And it makes it really exciting. But I just don't think I need that show in my life right now. Because if I want to watch a show where the bad guys win about fighting over real estate, I'll just look at the San Francisco news. Like, that's just... Oh! <laughs> okay, thanks. I got, I got one good one, at least. Uh, yeah, you know, as, as I'm sure we all know, gentrification has gone too far. Uh, I think the sign for me, most recently, that gentrification, gentrification has gone too far is uh, two kids recently came into my, uh, my work, where I, the coffee shop, and they were arguing about who had the better fencing technique. And I just think that's not, that's not a problem of you know, the, the lower class ever. There's never anyone who's like, ah, it's hard out here for me. I'm working two jobs, got kids to feed, trying to make a down payment on my car, and I got to defend my honor at every turn by fighting with Mortal Kombat. Uh, it seems weird. Fencing is a weird thing to argue about, just because it seems like there's a built-in, a built-in. What you can honk me, Pam. It's okay. <laughs> oh damn. Okay. But it, 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 there's a weird, there's it, it a built-in method for deciding uh, who who would win in a fencing fight. Like you don't need to verbally argue about that. You just doeth battle. <laughs> like that seems. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, there aren't any punchlines tonight. It's all, yeah, 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 yeah. There aren't any punchlines tonight. Uh, uh, yeah, here's, uh, I had a bad dream the other night. Uh, wasn't a nightmare, just had a lot of plot holes and thematic inconsistencies. Yeah, there you go. Is that a punchline for you, Pam? There we go. Is that okay? Is that what you want? You know, I'm, I'm trying to do stuff like gentrification and art up here, and you just, you want the, the stupid stuff? <laughs> Um, I'm going to make a uh, dramatic tell-all biopic about uh, Bob Barker's life. Uh, call it uh, The Price is Right, but at what cost? <laughs> yeah, yeah, there we go. Okay, Th those are my punchlines. You know, I'll just I'll get off stage now. Okay, thanks, guys. Yay! Ian Levy with punchlines. <laughs> Better than do with it. <laughs> I enjoyed that set. Uh, people are, oh, that one you don't necessarily want to pull out of the thing just because it's there. You go. You don't want to. You just want to leave it in the thing and move it around. All right, I'll get Yeah. So I got a tag uh, for the the sword one if you want. And so yeah, sure. it's like, it's interesting that two guys who consistently engage in swordplay would just both benefit from punches to the face. <laughs> That's good. There you go. So I'm just like not just a little tag in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think your uh, Andy Griffith uh, precursor to The Wire, I think that is a gold mine that you could, you know, I, I think that's a great premise. I thought get specific with the fencing one, like look up some fencing terms and throw them in there because it's just, it's a thing that really nobody knows anything about. Parry, thrust. But it's really, yeah, it's yeah. really funny. <laughs> Parry and thrust. Yeah. That's all I foil. know about fencing. And then you could either do the Game of Thrones first before the fencing, or you know, call back one or the other. Like do one, or I think there's some kind of. There is a lot of fencing in Game of Thrones, absolutely. Or, or at least some concepts. And then also, I totally agree. Anybody who watches Andy Griffith is gonna love the the wire crossover. Keep. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know if that's a, a big enough market of a lot of people really can know. You, Andy can you can you whistle? Uh, <laughs> no, Mr. Twinkle Toes is my favorite Andy Griffith show, FYI. Okay. I mean, Andy Griffith, I would not... <laughs> Try to get the audience to whistle. That yeah. would be a good way to get yeah, them all yeah. on board. Lots of different ways. Sorry, I'm interrupting you. Go ahead. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. No, no, this is good stuff. All right, cool. Thanks, guys. <laughs> 
I'm sorry. I just Sabine Trina. I just jumped all over whatever she was saying. And, and thank you guys. Honestly, thank you for um, letting Sabine hang out here. She's a really good friend of mine. I hang out with her a couple times a week. She's sort of my meal ticket. So <laughs> thank you for being nice to her. Uh, that was cool. She also uh, likes to go. She's gone up at the brainwash once. Uh, I'll just say this in the middle of the show. If any of you guys are willing to take a stack of about 50 Mutiny Radio flyers and disseminate them about your daily lives in small chunks, uh, I'll give you a coupon to uh, not have to sign up. It's not even a pre-sign. It's like a, you just show up and I bump you on whatever list I'm running. So um, I'm doing like Brainwash on Wednesday. I'm doing it again at the end of the month. I'm doing it on the 7th of next month and then again on the something else. But then also here at Joke Workshop or at Happy Hour, you could just show up and say like, hey, I want to go up and give me the coupon. I'd be like, all right, done and done. So if you do a little work for me, I'll, I'll help you out too. Your next comedian is a funny guy with a beard uh, and jokes. Put your hands together. It's John Gallagher. Ah, I guess. Hey, um, I'm well. I got this beer. I was hoping to speak to a child. I'm kind of, I'm kind of bummed out by that now. It's the only way I can speak to children with booze in my blood. Um, yes. I, uh, I, okay, so I had a, a weird week. I went to, uh, I was in North Beach a few days ago, and for Beta Breakers, there was, like, you know, a bunch of people wearing, like, weird uh, costumes and stuff, and outside of Golden Boy Pizza, there was, like, an old man wearing a bright red hat that said UN representative, uh, and I was like, cool, until this guy, like, flipped out a knife in the middle of the street and just, like, looked at me, and the people I was with him was like, I'm fixing to cut somebody. And the fucking thing about me is that I saw that and I was like, interesting joke. Let's see how this goes. Let's see where this goes. Zero reaction. I was just like, nah, what, a, what a cool gag. Let's see what happens. Until he just was holding the knife, embracing himself in the street like he was actually physically waiting to stab somebody. And so the cops started coming and ran up the street. He runs up the street. The cops start coming behind him. And so uh, the thing is, somebody comes up to him and is like, hey, this guy's going this way. And the thing that was the best about this, which is why I think San Francisco, even though with gentrification and all of it, it still has some weird edge, but still maintains like a cuddly neighborhood vibe, was that the cop's response was like, oh, is it this guy? And they're, they're nick- they had a nickname for him. So the nickname was like, they basically just said, like, oh, you mean Red Hat McStabby Hands? Did you see him? Oh, it was like, oh, him again? Okay. And they go and arrest him. But it's like, isn't it adorable you have a knife-wielding mascot of your neighborhood? It's so nice and adorable that you can just deal with. It's like a giant metrop- metropolis. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I uh, wasn't expecting to go up next. I got to be honest. Um... I don't know. The other thing, too, is I had a, a homeless man. Usually they ask you for money. We had another homeless person who was attacking a lady on the bus a little bit ago. And I had a homeless kid come up to me. He's like, hey, man, I'm in a really bad way. And I'm like, okay, so he asked me for, probably asked me for money. I have negative $2. I'm set. This is fine. But what he said was, he goes, I'm looking, uh, I'm in a really fucked up situation. Do you have an extra pair of pants? And I was like, No. And the real reason I was concerned was because if he'd asked for shirts, I had three shirts in my backpack. And that was actually like a real moral quandary for me. I could have actually helped him. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> that's good. I, uh, so good to see those jokes have some weight, some traction, some carryover. I, uh, uh, got like, is anybody else hear that breathing? Should I be worried about that? That's so heavy. <sighs> oh, my God. 
I'm gonna die. I mean, I just moved back into Sylvan. I'm breathing all the toxic mold up there. And like my breath, like listen, the thing, I'm living back in a room with a bunch of other dudes. It's like a constant sleepover. I get to fucking hang out with this idiot all day, this little game show host. Um, and you fucking like the thing is, there's there's legitimately like toxic mold in that in that in this upstairs area. And so I'm just ingesting. I can feel my body just withering away and getting weaker. That's okay. Perfect. That's just in time. Until I realized I had so much zero today. Um. Do I have anything even close to... That's something that's good. I think, uh, um... Yeah, nothing. I tried to engage in a man, uh... With small talk about 9-11. Because <laughs> I talk about the earthquake. I'm a tour guide. And I know I'm too comfortable because the first thing I said was like, how do I bond with this guy over a, a national tragedy that happened close to him? Yeah, let's talk about 9-11 right now. Until this guy pipes up and goes... Yeah, I was in I was in the, the New York when the World Trade the World Trade Towers collapsed. And I was like, oh shit, because it was all about how he's gonna get lung cancer. Basically, there's so much toxic asbestos above New York that everybody's gonna have lung cancer in New York right now. And then he's like, oh fuck, you just told me I have lung cancer. And then so I was like, well, hey, I also read a sweet study from Cuba about how they fixed lung cancer, bro. You're set. Don't worry about it, dude. And uh, he still tipped me, tipped me five bucks. That was cool. That's uh, enough. John Gallagher. If you're a big Segway tour guide, why did you have to move back into Sylvan? Oh, no. I just, well, so I was in a sublet. Oh. Yes, yeah, so I was in a sublet. My friend was living in. I should talk about that. He was uh, chasing a lady in Korea, actually. Like chasing like he liked her or chasing yeah, like so he was? Even, okay, so weird story. So he. She was here on an exchange program, and then he went. He moved to Seoul to go try and uh, chase her down and like hook it up. And so I was secretly hoping that he was just going to marry her and stay in Korea. Oh, that's hilarious! Yeah, and so I was like sitting there looking for. I had a few sublets that just fell through, so I'm just back there. It's, it's not a big deal. No, no, it really. I mean, you're an adult. That sucks. It's, not, it's fine. <laughs> it's okay. like totally fine. I guess I get to hang out with my friends all day. It's gonna party. Yeah, totally. Comments for John Gallagher. Yeah, that was not great, guys. I'm so sorry about that. Yeah, I think uh, the 9-11 joke, uh, I don't know if you were planning to do it, but I think you set it up slightly wrong because you were like, I think you meant to say, how do I bond with this guy? And right. then the punchline is like, oh, 9-11 and the accident is you did a tragedy. But you were like, oh, how like, do yeah. I bond with this guy over a tragedy that happened near him? Yeah, I was yeah. like, you kind of gave away the whole. Oh, okay. So it's death. like, yeah, I stepped on my own punches a little bit or stepped yeah. on my. Fair enough. Because that's not a normal. <laughs> Wait, so that might be yeah, that might be the commentary right there. It's like, why would you? Why is this an okay thought to have? Explain the 1906 earthquake. The 19 oh yeah yeah yeah. So exactly yeah, we'll just talk about like the fallout and all this stuff. Uh, so yeah, that's yeah, that's so it's. Uh, See, I thought that you were trying to connect it to Sylvan and having oh, mold, no, no, and so no, you were no, saying, no, no, yeah. you, do you understand a tragedy? Do you understand the tragedy of me living oh, in a house with thirteen men? That's interesting. <laughs> in mold, I thought you were trying to like bond with him over the tragedy of that. But oh no no yeah so that's hilarious no that should that's a little bit better <laughs> I I live with twelve people feel bad for me exactly it's almost mold. as bad as nine eleven almost as bad as all right I gotta go ahead. I'm sorry. Something. Yeah, fucking everybody keeps pushing that on me. I don't, I don't like that. Uh, I'll try it though, because totally this, yeah, no, this, totally yeah, this isn't uh, like so that's like the third time somebody said that. So maybe I should try that. Kidding, it works perfectly. I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> I would have, yeah, that's funny though. Wait, like, I think you do the setup for like, 
like I was trying to explain to them like the devastation of 1906, and so I like related it to something that was near them. So like I was like 11, and then yeah, yeah, that told them they got cancer. Yeah, exactly. Okay, that's yeah. That's all the. Uh, I'll keep working on it. Keep bumming everybody out. All right, perfect. Thanks, guys. Never forget. Yay, John Gallagher. Yay. So sorry about that. I made a mistake because Joey Avery came in to tell me to cross out um, Ashton Tate, and then I got confused, and so I skipped him and went to you. So oh, that was the problem. So there, sorry, that was my fault. Your next comedian's funny guy. You can see him all over San Francisco. He's a regular at Doc's Lab. Put your hands together for Joey Avery. Yeah, I was like, fuck you, John. Since when do you have more pull around here? You're just bumping me left and right. Just fucking bumping me, dog. Um, yeah, okay. So when I was a kid, I actually grew up uh, in my house. My mom was like a super health freak. Like she still is. She was a yoga teacher. She works at a hospital. She was always preaching eating eating healthy food, which is a good thing. Like, I'm happy that I have that now. But as a kid, it kind of sucked because I used to go to school. My friends would be eating delicious shit like Lunchables with a toy car and a Snickers, and I'd be whipping out, like, sliced bell peppers with hummus, all right? Like a fucking eight-year-old who was about to throw a picnic in Napa, all right? It was very it was very strange. Like, my friends would be ordering chocolate milk, and I'd be like, do you guys have Chardonnay? I feel like a buttery shard would really round out this flavor profile for me. Um, but I used to hate it. I would go over to my neighbor's house because he had Pop-Tarts, all right? Even if I didn't want to hang out, I'd go over there and stuff my pockets full of Pop-Tarts and bring them home to hoard like some kind of a pre-diabetic squirrel. It was very strange. Um, but it's one of those things where I'm really happy I had it now. I think that's what you realize when you grow up is all the shit your parents made you do that you were like, I'm never going to do this. This is dumb. You reach like 24, 25, and you're like, wow, I love all that shit. That's all good. <laughs> Was that a crying baby? Are you FaceTiming a kidnapper? Uh, you fucking psycho. Um, but it's all that shit that you hated as a kid, and now I love it. Like, healthy food, taking naps, getting spanked. You know, like, <laughs> shit that you come to appreciate. Um, no, I'm kidding. My parents didn't hit me. I don't know why I do comedy. Uh, <laughs> kidding it's because i'm short uh yeah there it is fucking getting real john gallagher uh just she's so real um damn (laughs) but it is weird growing up and like i mean i guess being a grown-up even trying to do healthy things now like if i read the ingredients on any rapper half of my friends look at me like i'm conducting some kind of bougie bourgeoisie bullshit okay look at me just like oh what fucking you're too good to eat xanthan gum like the rest of the common folk you think you're better than us motherfucker I don't know why that's a weird thing. Like cereal, for example. One of my roommates in college used to get so pissed at me because I wouldn't eat Captain Crunch with him, even though I love it. But I don't want to eat it. But I'm like, all that shit. It's like nine, like all cereal is basically just corn mixed with 600 different ingredients. Okay, which is fine. But if you went over to your friend's house for breakfast and he was shucking a cob of corn into a bowl of sugar with like 50 different boiling beakers around him, you'd be like, what are we having for breakfast? Because 
It better be fucking meth. Otherwise, I'm going home. If we're going to decay my teeth, we better fucking party. All right? Um... I don't know. People get mad at you for doing the right thing. But I think it's because humans in general, I think we actually want everyone to do the wrong thing. Like, I think about my group of friends, the people that in this world I want to live the happiest, most fulfilling lives. And if I call one of my friends on a Saturday and I'm like, what are you up to? And he says anything like, oh, I'm going to do something productive. I'm going to try to be healthy or I might donate to charity. I'm like, what the fuck happened to you, dude? You used to be cool. But if he says something horrible like, oh, I'm going to go get destroyed or shit-faced or fucked up, I'm like, that's my boy. (laughs) Um, All right. That's all I got. Thank you, guys. Yay! Joey Avery! He's so funny. He's so funny. I like all of your, um, used a lot of alliteration in this set. You were like, doing a lot of bees. A lot of bees. Bourgeois, blah, 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 blah. There was a lot of, like, there was a lot of linguistic work in your set today. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I very much enjoyed your hummus. Thank you, thank you, yeah, thank you, yeah. Yeah, my mom would only let us eat sugar cereal on Saturdays. Really? Oh, yeah. That's good. I, so I think there's a lot of people out there, who, particularly in California, who's had, whose parents... And, you know, I went to school with kids who, whose parents were vegan, right? So. Yeah, yeah. I'm hitting a hot market here. People, people know. Maybe if they put a fucking sassy captain on Kashi, all right, we'd all be better off. I, li- I like lentils in the morning. Do you like lentils in the morning? Fucking no. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna say it looks like you eat cigarettes for every meal. <laughs> Um, I thought that the stuff you did at the end um, about being on the phone with your mate would tie in really well with the stuff you did a couple of weeks ago about being picked up at a party and like, all your mates picking you up. And oh, being really shit. I totally forgot about that. Um, that is good. Maybe I'll re-bring that back. Rebring it. All right. Uh, oh, yeah. No, I thought uh, no, the, the crowd, just even the crowd where we just did where you're like, no, it's too comedy because I'm short. I think that's like... Actually, that you might want to just consider keep using that because I think that's actually just funny. Yeah, cool. Yeah, it was like a quick crowd work thing, but it's like I think even at the beginning of sets or if at the beginning of bits, that might be a fucking good thing. Yeah, yeah, it might be. It's always interesting when I feel like we'll comedians especially will reference shit that we assume everyone knows about comedy. Like, yeah, yeah, all comedians are fucked up, and then you're talking to like a regular group of people, and they're like, "What are you talking about?" I thought, "Why am I letting someone who's fucked up talk to me?" Yeah, that's like yeah. Yeah, yeah, cool. Awesome, thank you guys. Yay! That's why his hair is so long and pretty now, as his mom made him eat hummus as a child. It's all that tahini, it's all that the good omega-3s, keeping him all silky smooth. Uh, your next comedian is a, a young man uh, I had the privilege to be on a show with not too long ago. I think it was last Saturday. Uh, put your hands together, everybody, for Arjun Banjari. Banerjee. Banerjee, Banerjee, Banerjee. Oh God, good job. Holy crap. I was about to start doing shit on that, but unfortunately corrected it. So I think it's really ironic that if a uh, member of the, of the Bloods actually voted, they'd vote Democrat. <laughs> okay, fine. Because blue. Red and blue. Uh, okay. I don't know. I'll work on that. 
that doesn't really have anything to work on. It's just kind of there. Anyways, people think motorcycle gangs are so tough. Like, oh, they're so badass. But, like, you know how to beat a motorcycle gang? It's just with a car. <laughs> like a minivan versus an entire gang of motorcycles on a head-on collision, the minivan's gonna win. If your gang can be beaten by a soccer mom, you're not that hard, tough. <laughs> I was British slang, so I wasn't quite sure to use it. Anyways, no, but I, um... I went to, my girlfriend took me to a vegan soul food place because she's white, and, and I was there, and I felt like a vegan soul food place was just the epitome of, of like, if you can't beat them, join them on gentrification. It was like, they were like, well, I guess this is what we are now. But okay, this is a bit that, like, who here was born in the Bay Area? Okay, who here's parents were born in the Bay Area? Okay, so Pam, were your parents born in the Bay Area? Because mine weren't. My, my dad was born over in some place in India. And so, like, apparently, like, a lot of people are, like, they move here, and then they're, like, people who are moving here aren't weird like me. And I think that's, like, this isn't really a joke. I just kind of get upset about this, you know? Because, like, okay, I'll work that out, but that's something there. Uh, the stereotype about Asian, Asians having small penises, I'm going to talk about that, because here's my thing about it. I know, like, white people have this, and I know it wasn't white women who figured it out, because based on everything I know about other Asian people, as we try our hardest to show our penises to white women, it barely works. So right now, my current theory is that just like Marco Polo, when he was on his trip to Asia, was like going to a bunch of dudes, was like, hey, I'll give you this gold if you show me your penis. And he like, he, she, they like saw it and at the end, he like compiled it. <laughs> the end of his book, he was like, my penis was huge compared to these guys. And then uh, everyone just interpreted that as us having small penises. But I would like to say mine is, I, according to statistics, a little bit below average. Uh, anyways, I think we should all strive to be like guns, uh, because guns are so good at what they do that they do it on accident. Like, you know, you, like, you'll hear about like, a gun accident accidentally killing someone, but like, I've never heard of like, an axe accidentally cutting down a tree. Or like a car accidentally tra transporting you from like point A to point B. Or like acts accidentally making you smell like a douchebag. Like those are all, okay. Those are all like things. All right. <laughs> that was it. Arjun Banerjee. Fighting poorly for small penises everywhere. I was like, about that. I didn't <laughs> just. I, I expected you to go somewhere different with that joke. So, I, but that's all good. I mean, I just because you started out and you're like, we don't all have small. I I don't. I didn't know where you're going, and then you're like, I'm a little below average. I was just confused as to where, where the. I don't know. I don't know what was going on with that. I don't know. I'm not a guy. I don't have a penis. I have a really small penis. It's called a clitoris. It's very tiny. Yeah. Also, your question of, my dad was born here, but I'm almost, I'm old enough to be your dad. So, like, and my parents were born here, too, so. Yeah, I think, I don't know, I've never seen my dad's penis, so I don't know. Yeah, well, I haven't either. 
Uh, anyway, keep defending small penises. I'm for that. Uh, uh, about that axe joke at the end. I mean, if you're gonna re- if you're gonna refer to axe body spray and you've already referred to an axe, I think that's kind of too confusing. Okay, you want to be like maybe a screwdriver won't accidentally screw whatever. Yes, you should uh, saw that off. Okay, yeah. I figured it was you. What does that mean? Uh, oh yeah, yeah. That's confusing. <laughs> All right, yeah. I liked the the possibility in one of the jokes. I, I can't, it's hard to refer to it because I had no idea what you were talking about. Does that make any sense? So listen to the whole set maybe and. Shut in the okay. No, no, that's what's great about Uni is. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. I think it was come here and are different or. Oh, it was about yeah. gentrification. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody's as weird as, I'm weird. Yeah. Yeah, but develop it further. But I just, yeah. I had no, I wasn't laughing because I didn't understand what you were saying. That's yeah, all. I, I, there, I might have laughed if I thought. You know, and also that's exactly how I in my first book is same as Marco Polo, which is wow, my dick is huge compared to these guys. <laughs> it's a good way to end a book. <laughs> uh, I just really like the uh, biker gang first minivan stuff. Okay. So yeah, that's good. Arjun Banerjee, your next comedian. Uh, he was referred earlier as a uh, a tiny game show host, and that's exactly what he looks like today. Uh, I think he's the guest host on uh, Can I Drink That Beer of Yours? Put your hands together. It's Zach Wiseman. I do not look like a game show host. I look like a man who owns puppets. <laughs> That's accurate, right? That's accurate. Yeah, I moved here like about a year and a half ago, and like nobody's weird like me, you know what I mean? Like they're not the. <laughs> That's probably actually true. That's uh. I uh I moved here. I was homeless, and uh I, I got off the bus one time, and I just like stepped down. As soon as I like hit the ground, I looked up, and there's a dude right in front of me. He's like, "Hey, you want to do some meth?" And I was like, "Yeah, let's do this." Uh, so we're like wandering around in the middle of the night doing meth, and at one point uh, I had uh, the the meth pipe that everybody's familiar with, and I'm smoking it, and I look over, and he's just masturbating, and in my head I was like, oh, I don't like this, uh, but then I was like, well, worst case scenario, I have to flee with the drugs, and I was comfortable with that, so I just hung out with this dude masturbating next to me and did meth. <laughs> People ain't weird like me. <laughs> They're not the same kind of strange. <clears throat> uh, I think people judge like how good a president is, but like how good the few years that they had while dude was president. You know what I mean? Like they'll be like, "Oh man, Bush, oh, terrible president. My wife divorced me. I lost the house. <laughs> Fuck that guy." But if you somehow acquire a car, that's a good president. You know what I mean? I'm offended by the word faggot. It's a really offensive word, and I'm tired of people just throwing around. And not not from the viewpoint of a homosexual, more from the viewpoint as a person who has the body type of a bundle of sticks. You know what I mean? I mean, they used to throw gay people on my people. You know what I mean? This. <laughs> uh, John Gallagher loves it when I bomb. It's his favorite thing. <laughs> you shut up, John. John Gallagher, shut the fuck up. You know, behind every great man, there is a great woman, like Van Gogh. You know what I mean? You know what I'm talking about, guys? 
Oh, man. That's funny. I like that. <clears throat> I don't like how people get mad at people for being on the bus on their phones. It's the dumbest thing. Because, like, what's the meaningful difference between looking at your phone and looking at a newspaper? What, that other people can see you do it? They know exactly what you're doing? That's fucking stupid. There's no joke. There's no joke. It just annoys me. It annoys me. <clears throat> I got nothing. Or do I? No. Nope. Mm -mm. <laughs> no things. I have nothing. I have nothing. Oh, here we go. No. You guys got any advice? <laughs> the, you didn't get the Van Gogh joke? Well, he, di he died alone. He cut off his own ear, gave it to a woman. He still died alone. <laughs> and that's my time! Yay, Zach! Oh, but um, Van Gogh actually sent it to a dude and he was gay. Oh, I, is that thing? I went to this thing in Amsterdam and watched this whole, it was a whole, like, whole thing. And I looked at well, a bunch of work. Funnier. and Yeah, he was gay. So I, that's why I thought that joke worked. Also, here's my one question for you. It's hard to believe about you with the meth. You have all your teeth. How have you maintained all your teeth? Look, you some people do meth and then, like, peel off their face. I'll do meth and I'll just brush my teeth once in a while. Wow. All right. Smart man. <laughs> Yeah, I thought that was great. I think all your all your stories are all, always come across really well because it helps describe how you became a man who looks like he has puppets. Um, I just I, I I think you probably I would venture to guess you have better stories than anyone in this room, and I would say the more of those you do, the, I like. This. Not doing it. Nope. All right. Perfect. Hey, wait. I really wait, like wait when you minute. play with silence because it's I, good when you I, shut the I, fuck I, up. Yeah. <laughs> there we go, baby. I think you stumbled upon something just there. You, I've seen a lot of your sets, and it's often drug-related. Uh -huh. And uh, you were just saying that, like, you do meth, and you brush your teeth once in a while. I think maybe you should get into how uh, drugs have benefited your life. Like, you I, know, I, I have, smoke I weed and take a that. shower, and then I, you know, after I do heroin, it helps me digest or whatever. Yeah, you know, you know what the worst part about doing heroin is? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to sell you a used car outside or maybe half a beer, but don't drink beer outside because it's Mutiny Radio, your next comedian. Uh, coming up to the stage, he used to have a sh Well, he's been doing a show here, actually, that's pretty cool called Comics in Convo. Put your hands together, everybody, for Todd Farnham. Yo, what's up, sluts? How are you? You guys looking woke? You guys know what I'm talking about? Arjun, you woke? Are you woke, bro? Do you know what I mean when I say that? I think so. Think... That not that a weird thing to be asked? Are you woke, bro? Some dude asked me that. He's like, are you woke? And I was like, yeah, dude, we're having a conversation. You got to be woke. And then he's like, no, bro, you woke. And I was like, you're a black man that's screaming at me in the middle of the night. I'm very woke. Uh, but I found out that it means to, like, be aware. It's a really shitty hashtag that's about being aware of conspiracy theories, basically. Like, bro, 9-11 was an inside job. Stay woke. Like that kind of thing. No one else heard that. I don't know. I've been hearing it for a long time. There's like weird iterations of it that are bad. Like the one, um, 
this one guy was like, yo, dude, you ever see the, the if you fold a $20 bill, it looks like the Burnin' Twin Towers? Stay woke, dude. You can only fold a piece of paper seven times. Stay woke. <laughs> Stupid as fuck. Oh, my God. Uh, you know, they're, we're in the middle of a hunger strike, right? Is that confirmed by anyone? Pam, do you know the hunger strike that Mike Evans on? They, they, uh, they finished it. They but finished it. But it, it went 17 days until a couple of them went into the hospital. Ah, uh, okay. I was going to joke about that, but I don't really know if it's that appropriate. I mean, it was... Uh, Fire alarm. Um, well, it was kind of interesting because it was a hunger strike, but they, they weren't eating at all, but they could juice. So it's like, how, how hungry? You know what I mean? Like, how, I, want, like, I want someone real hungry if it's a hunger strike. Like, how hungry do you got to be? I don't know. Not like emaciated dime, but like, you know, like real hungry, maybe. How much water can you drink? How much nutrients can you put in your liquid? Anyway, I don't know. I just want more out of my protesters is really, is really the, the point. Holy shit, this is fun. You guys, um, middle school was amazing, wasn't it? Yes. <laughs> no, it was fucking horrible. Um, I thought it, middle, one thing that was kind of funny about middle school is uh, in middle school, I thought that oral sex was just like if you talked about sex. <laughs> it wasn't like... It wasn't like <laughs> nothing to do with blowjobs. I uh, like, oh, did you finish that that sex ed homework? And that was the extent of it. Um, it was, middle school was weird because there weren't anyone. No one really had a great time. I think unless you're maybe maybe like a girl who who had big tits and like grew tall fast and like you just skipped through puberty real quick. But then there are all these. That's like it's a weird combination of people because there's these older looking girls and then there's those guys that are still watching cartoons but then kind of jerking off to them at the same time. I don't know. There, it's a weird uh, melding pot of things. I think um, I'm just going to plow through this. Holy shit. I think breast cancer is the best cancer. That's it. That's good. I think, you know, it's funny that uh, it's, it's like the least uh, often one that kills people. But it has the most research for it because people love titties. You can't. I think that that's what caught on at the NFL. Like they've got the breast cancer. They're they're really aggressive men dressed in all pink, and uh, it's because you you can save a titty. You know what I mean? Breast cancer awareness has the power to save a titty, and I think that that's what they see in that. They say more football equals potentially less loss of titties. Um, I don't know. I'm <laughs> this is like weird rough draft ideas that we're throwing out at each other. Thank you guys for being here. I really appreciate this. Um, no, I don't. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Holy shit. Um, that's all. Yay! Todd Farnham! Breast cancer is the best cancer! I, I don't find it offensive. I laughed. So, uh... The, the the middle schoolers who watch cartoons but jerk off to them, like, that's really funny, but I think if you, like, specified a cartoon that oh, has, yeah. like, a hot girl, like, you know, like, uh... The regular show. Who <laughs> <laughs> framed Roger Rabbit, yeah. Well, yeah, that's a bit of a, like, you know, it's like a, I was thinking Spongebob, but, like, masturbate to Sandy or something like that. Dragon Ball. Mm. Dragon Ball. Oh, you can masturbate to Spongebob. Velma. Velma. Or Velma? Who was it? Wasn't that? I mean, this is Scooby Doo. Wait, you Scooby Doo or Dragon Ball Z? <laughs> okay. Asian. It's anime. Yeah. Like, still watch anime, but 
Powerpuff Girls is pretty pretty hot. You wouldn't want to jerk. You can't jerk off to that. They're just fearing he- their jerk heads. Jerk off to Powerpuff Girls. They're saving the day before nap time. How can you not jerk off to that? <laughs> I guess that's true. Maybe. That's I think there's more. I like the protesters who juice. It seems like it might encourage the police to use the what are those shock things? Like tasers. Taser, right? I wouldn't like if you agree to juicing. I wouldn't do that because that seems like that would encourage tasers or encourage you know um, pepper spray with hummus. <laughs> no. I don't know. Maybe an analogy horchata, would be better. Horchata, like, they, like the, the humor, I think, in it is that they're splitting hairs. They're like, we're on a hunger strike. Except, you know, we won't eat, but we'll, you know, basically uh, eat, but with liquid. A hunger strike where you can juice is just a cleanse. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's yeah. just a hipster hunger strike. So, there's that. You wrote the punchline. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and, and you can, you can like, or my mom, or talk somebody that you know who's been juicing. I'd be like, oh my god, my aunt's been on a hunger strike. I've been drinking for beer for two weeks straight. I'm on a hunger strike. Yeah. Some call it a bender. I call it a hunger strike. Okay. I'm, yes. I, I I'm only think, taking in liquids. I do think the the punchline that you said about the comparison between middle schoolers jerking off to to, to like cartoons and adult men jerking off to anime is definitely a comparison you can make because there's a lot of people who still think that anime characters and shit they're quite yeah. graphic like hen- so, hentai yeah, yeah it, they're, they're graphic <laughs> they're drawn and, and Marvel comics and Marvel comics are like historically the female characters are all massively over sexualized for absolutely no reason like they don't have sex they just have giant tits and Sailor waist. Moon so there's a there's an easy like run into another bit there Mm. Sailor Moon, Sailor Moon. Breast also, cancer. Yeah, it Breast cancer is the best cancer because it's shaped like a booby. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. What? T- well, just. Yeah. What do you mean by that? It's the best in all tits. Well, in it. Shaped like a booby. Inside of the breast. Oh. It's shaped like the breast. Oh, I see. Ah. Uh, <laughs> uh. Um. It also it promotes um, implants. No. Oh, Maybe. see, now that's funny. Breast cancer promotes implants, of course, because once they chop off your titty, you have to get an implant. That's like the only reason that you really should get breast implants is if, like, you know, you shouldn't do it to please the men and have these big titties in their face. You should only do it if your chop gets t- t- gets chopped off by a doctor, right? And then it promotes breast implants. I totally, nice. I hear you, Trina. Smith I hear you. Hollywood has the highest breast cancer rate in the country. Nice. Well, I'm glad there's a lot of feedback there, which is good. Some ideas resonated, although not through laughter, <laughs> through ideas. <laughs> All right, cool. Thank you guys so much. Jod Farnham. Huzzah, huzzah, huzzah. We're coming down to the end. Your next comedian. Funny guy. He's a big supporter of Mutiny Radio. Put your hands together for Jesse Warren. So I'm actually on a juice cleanse. That's where I cut out all the people in my life who drink juice. Fuck them. I don't need them. Get them out of my life. Dude, juice, like, is pretty potent, man. It's like alcohol. Like, wheatgrass, if you guys have ever had wheatgrass, I had wheatgrass. I had a couple shots of wheatgrass. I told the guy I didn't want an orange wedge because I'm not a pussy. And, dude, I just got fucking fucked up on that shit. I passed out, woke up in the middle of a soul cycle class. It was crazy, man. It was nuts. You should come with a warning. Warning, do not drink while pregnant or nursing. Complications include naming your kid Apple. 
I, I'd name my kid Apple uh, after my favorite juice ingredient. And you better hope I don't have a younger sibling because I'd name that shit Kale. I'd name that shit Kale after my other favorite ingredient. Uh, my friend just joined this program called Yoga Behind Bars. It's exactly what it sounds like. Gentrification to the extreme. It's reaching jails now. And I think that's cool because the, the goal is to assimilate prisoners into everyday life when they leave jail, which is noble. But I think I'd rather hang out with a convict than a yogi. You know, I think that's... I don't want to hear, I'd rather hear a cool convict jail story. I don't want to, because now they're going to be leaving prison and they're going to be all like, yeah, jail is like a really transformative experience. Yeah, I don't want to hear that. I don't, there's enough of those people. I do yoga and I drink juice every day. I don't know why I keep making fun of it. Sometimes I do, do them both at the same time. I, uh, I should be, yeah, no, that's something I do all the time. I don't know why I should keep making fun of it. I got out of a relationship, and it was uh, it was cool because we ended things on a good note, which is the worst way to end a relationship. That's what I've learned. It's the worst way. If you have a chance to like end it badly, definitely take that chance and ruin it. Do anything you can. Break up with her over Snapchat, the lowest form of social media. Me message her a picture of your dick with a with text that says I don't love you anymore and Hitler did nothing wrong. <laughs> she'll uh, or just cheat on her, fucking cheat on her, whatever. Like she'll definitely that'll definitely end things badly. Like people people look at cheaters and they think what an asshole, you know what a douchebag. Dude, when I see a cheater, I th I just see a long-term planner, you know. Like he has a get-out-of-jail card from any shitty relationship that he wants, he can just get out. <laughs> it's kind of fucked up. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I actually feel that way, but I was, was experimenting with that idea, seeing how many people might agree with it. Um, I don't know if it's that popular of an idea. Yeah, people don't like cheaters. I wouldn't... It's not like I'm cheating for selfish reasons, though. I, I'm cheating because I know it's the best thing for the both of us. It's the best. I'm doing her. <laughs> okay, I'm done. That's all. <laughs> Jesse Warren! Didn't want to dig a pit too deep that he couldn't dig himself out of. All right. Comments from the people. There's stuff in there with that cheating stuff. You just got to commit to it. Yeah, yeah, okay. But why commit to things if it's not true? Like, why are you sort of, like, pushing this diet? Do you think it's going to make people laugh that you're pushing this particular agenda that's, like, an alternate agenda? So, so I, th I think the idea of ending things badly being better than anything's well. Uh, so I was just thinking of an extreme example for that that case. So then set it up as to, like, oh, my God, when you end things well, you have to go visit her niece on her birthday because, like, how, you know, you used to care about this bitch okay. and now fuck it, right? How do I get the fuck out of this? Yeah, yeah. You got to kind of set it up with okay. maybe, like, I tried to end something well and now I am have to go to all these weddings with her. or I don't know. I don't know what the bad parts okay. of, of... It's just shitty. It's just ambiguous. It's like uh, there's no closure, right? Okay. It doesn't really end until it ends badly in my oh, experience. Oh, okay. That's okay, so it's about the closure. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So perfect way to set it up with that sentence doesn't end well until it ends badly maybe yeah and and there's also other weird ways it could end badly that are worse than cheating in some like 
a car act like totaling your car right or right yeah right murdering think of something really weird try to juxtapose that cheating thing with some really off the wall like completely surrealistic stuff like sending a python to her like having a python eat her dog on easter or just something just does the cheating thing make people uncomfortable is it like a weird yeah and it's too generic you can do it another way too cheat on the joke don't commit to the joke yeah that's why i kind of half-assed it cheat like i'm cheating on this joke to get out of it yeah i don't actually condone cheating i don't think it's a good thing to do well the thing all you it's it's, you just have to pick a part so if you're gonna take a persona where you're an asshole yeah yeah yeah, stick to it okay but it's not really you don't seem comfortable with it because you apologize yeah yeah but the there's definitely ways to end it badly without being a dick cool and then the juice thing i think you can it's it's a bit weird because you you even said it yourself that you like you don't hate people that do the juice the joke's great i love the cutting people out of your life that juice but then again you apologize for it and say actually you love it Um, yeah i love juice i don't there's this weird thing where like i talk about the things that i know in my life but i have to attack the thing because that's what humor is i think so it's weird because i'm like i'm like contradicting myself yeah but that's fine but all you have to do is then say I guess it's just because I hate myself or it's ref- or some sort of self deprecating okay. okay. thing. Um, but the joke itself is really good. Thank you. Yeah, but I mean, you're doing it because it's healthy and good for you. You're not doing it because it's always and every second wonderful. And so there's nothing wrong with criticizing the things that you don't like about it. It doesn't have to be yeah, all. Yeah, but I'm, I'm, I guess I'm criticizing the people who do it. Like I, But that's also like who I am. You know? Yeah, make fun of that. Okay. Yeah. So even though I'm one of those people, so you. Okay. 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 But did you grow up with too much self-esteem? You don't hate yourself like everybody else. What the fuck is wrong with you? You can easily hate oh, yeah, yourself. No, I'm it's saying, really I'm not saying I shouldn't do that. No, that's okay. By the way, that's two tonight who had self-esteem up there. It's getting bad. Uh, by the way, you never have to reveal that you actually juice or you actually do yoga. Yeah. You can just be up there hating on it. We never have to know who you actually are. Just, yeah. And like you say, take that persona and stick with it. And it's like, you know, and I think the funny part of the cheating is cheating is cheating. It's reprehensible. And the other, oh, no, he's a long-term strategist. Like taking the, you know, that's some real uh, Orwellian speak there that I think is funny. Well, wait, wait, wait. So, like, I adore my cat. I mean, I, and I totally talk shit about her. I mean, part, I mean, a big part of comedy is taking yourself down. So if you're making yeah. fun of yourself, that's yeah. what you're supposed to be doing up there. Yeah. So, so I, that, that's what I am doing. Yeah. So, so don't apologize for it. Just do it. It's but then, but I also have to admit that I do it. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Right. Yeah. Because otherwise I'm not making fun of myself. I'm making fun well, of somebody else. And you else. can do that in interesting ways. You can bend really flexibly and be like, oh, I hate yoga and then do some weird downward right. dog pose yeah. and be like, yeah. oh, I hate yeah. yoga and then do like okay. a crane right. pose and be like, those assholes that do this stuff and like do the warrior pose or yeah. whatever. Okay, okay. Because <laughs> then you'd be juxtaposing it okay. like in itself physically. I see. It yeah, 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 cool. I love Bikram, but I'm, a, I hate the poses and so I'm in such a bad attitude the whole time I do Bikram. Every That's really weird. Time, That's like the really whole part of it, right? <laughs> okay. Um, but also, you, the only I think the better way to make the cheating joke work is if you said you were like cheating on her with her dog or something really weird. Okay. I'll probably take out the cheating. I'm part. cheating on the Warriors right now, so we have to cut this down because yeah. we still have two comedians left, and we're at the halftime of the right, game, and I want to get there before halftime. Hey, everybody, Jesse Warren, yeah. Yay! All right, your next comedian. Put your hands together. It's Phil Gillies. Fuck me! 
it going? Um, I ate fast food earlier today. Went to Burger King. Um, and it was interesting to me because I went in there and there was a sign on the register that said, sauce policy, two per meal ordered. And by sign, I mean just like a piece of printer paper and a piece of tape with like words scribbled with like words scribbled on it with a pen, right? And you know, like who knew that all you needed to do to like come up with a policy was just like a good old piece of Georgia Pacific, a bic, and like some Scotch tape, right? And a useless idea, obviously. Like it's said about like sauce policy, two per meal ordered. Like it just gives it away. Like if you write anything, you know the you know the goal of writing is you want to get them to keep reading, right? But like he gave it all away in the title. And I just don't think it was good enough. You know, it should have been more like the Burger King sauce act of an employee having a shitty day because people kept asking for more sauces. And then after that, get more specific, you know, like Article One. Dairy-based sauces, Article 2, mustard-based sauces, Article 3, tomato-based sauces, Article 4, vinegar-based sauces. And then you know what I would have done? I would have added Article 5, repeal of Articles 1 through 4. Because I think if you're going to purchase heart disease from someone, you deserve to garnish it to the amount of your liking. <laughs> you know? Have it your way. So, um, anyways, when I eat fast food, I just, it's, I get this, like, conflicting feeling inside. I'm like confused and like I want to cry at the same time I'm always just like oh my god is this is this heartburn or heartache I can't tell um why is my chest hurting you know <laughs> so um I grew up in a religious family and so so like I I learned a lot about God and even though like I don't believe in that stuff now if God was real he really set the human race up for failure from like the very beginning because in the God, if you, if for those of you who don't know anything about the Bible, it was like Adam and Eve in the garden of Eden, right? He puts two people there and he's got one rule. He's just like, don't eat from this tree, you know, of good, of the knowledge of good and evil. Don't eat from this tree. So they fuck that up and they eat it, you know, then come the 10 commandments afterwards. So pretty much what happens, they fuck up he kicks him out. He was just like, you know what? You got to get out of here. You couldn't follow my w one rule, so here's 10. <laughs> follow them all to a T or I'm disposing of you via flood. <laughs> Not even like, hey, let's make this list a little bit more manageable and achievable. He's just like, if you fuck up, I'm drowning you. <laughs> so, um, anyways, that was all. That was all I had. Thank you. I love that God joke at the end. That's really, really well done. I thought all your stuff today was really well put together, crafted. Thank you. Have you been working on it? Yeah, a lot. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. Yeah, I haven't done it before. I just was oh. finding it, just like the writing, taking out extra words and thus like. Yeah. yeah, it's really clean. I mean, I don't have a lot of comments other than I really like that God joke. Anybody else? They're all shaking their heads going like, God, I wish I spent so much time writing as much as Phil Gillies does. <laughs> Sorry, that's why. I the good work. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Huzzah, clap wildly, Phil Gillies. We have one last comedian here on the Joke Workshop for tonight. Put your hands together, everybody. It's Johnny Isaacs. Hello, everybody. 
Um, I dislocated my middle finger playing rugby this week. So it's all big and fat and swollen. So it's now even more devastating when I flip people off when I'm driving, um, which is always fun. I haven't, uh, I've been, I came across a fucking weird, I worked downtown uh, for a while and I came across a guy screaming, like screaming in this woman's window. Um, she, he'd obviously tried to turn right and she'd like hadn't seen pedestrians or something and honked him. And he's like standing right in her face, but with a window between him going, can I turn right? Can I fucking turn right? And I was like, well, no, not if you're outside of your vehicle, you can't. Like you definitely need to be in the car to turn right. Uh, But there's definitely something about being encased in metal that turns people to insufferable, angry pricks. Um, Case in point, Robert Downey Jr. in Iron Man is even more of an insufferable cunt in that film. Um, uh, And I've completely forgotten what I was gonna say. Excuse me. Uh, yeah, and uh, I think our emotional states are just much more engaged when we're like when we're moving at like a faster speed. The faster you're moving, the more emotionally charged you are. So if I'm walking down the street and someone gets in my way, it doesn't even register. If I'm running and someone gets in my way, like I'm jogging or I'm sprinting for something, then I get like slightly pissed off. But if I someone cuts in front of me while I'm driving, I just want to fucking kill him. Easy, dead, like absolutely. Everyone wants to do that. Everyone reacts like that, right? Uh, but when you're on a motorcycle, it's much, much worse. So I, I mean, when I, I only bought my motorcycle about a year ago, so I'm still like, I'm comfortable on it, but it's still fucking terrifying. Like always, it's absolutely terrifying. So when you go and buy a helmet, they're like, do you want an open face helmet? Or do you want a full face helmet? And I'm like, okay, well, a full face helmet is one, it's much safer. And second, it, no one can see that I look like this <laughs> the whole time I'm riding it. I got cramp in my jaw. That's really weird. Um, but yeah, so emotional, with the emotional states, uh, it's the same when you're, it's the same with happiness, right? If someone's walking down the street and they let you pass, you don't give a shit. If you're running and they move out the way, I'll say thank you. And if someone's like, if someone moves out of my way when I'm lane splitting on my bike, I'm just like, I'd like your dick if I could. <laughs> I think that was a bit fast. I can't really say that one. Okay, so I crashed into a Tesla a few months ago uh, on uh, driving uh, my car, which I've now gotten rid of. Uh, and obviously, Teslas are very expensive. And my car was a 1989 Toyota Camry. Uh, so it was not very expensive. It was actually a wedding gift uh, from my husband's uh, friends. Uh, And it wasn't technically free because they insisted we buy them lunch. Um, uh, But they're old, they're like in their 70s. So we went to Safeway and they split a sandwich. So it technically cost like 5.59. So I say I hit it, but I was going, we were in traffic, I hit it so slowly that I could have done more damage with my fist. But my fists were busy busy texting, so I just hit it with my car instead. and so I got out of the car and like, oh no, I didn't get out of the car, sorry. I sat there and I waited to see, I wasn't even sure if I'd actually hit the guy. He gets out, I'm like, oh fuck. So I got out and we're blocking all the traffic on 19th and he's like freaking out. And he got down on all fours and like staring at the back of the car and I'm like, there's nothing there. Like, it's fine. There's definitely nothing there. But he was being an absolutely insufferable prick. And I was like, oh, so Tesla drivers are the new BMW drivers. Like I didn't realize, I thought Tesla drivers would be quite cool. They will be all green and they'll be, you know, quite cool people. Actually, they're just insufferable pricks, just like the rest of them. Um, And I realized that Elon Musk, everyone thinks he's this like great 
philanthropist and he's going to save the world. But actually, he's just a real-life Lex Luthor, right? He's he's released he's released like open source all of the technology for for his you know the batteries and the cars and all that stuff. And it's just so that he can put his charging stations everywhere and make in the future when we run out of fossil fuels trillions and trillions. He's going to have all of the money basically. So it's a long-term future plan to just be the richest man in the world. Like it's very clever, but he's also just a money-grieving prick like the rest of them. Uh, it's, I think that's all I've got. Thanks very much. Yay! Johnny Isaacs! The last comments here. Do you guys have things to say for him? Great. Just, uh, it's new stuff. Just edit it down. Yeah. Yeah, I think your instincts are really good pretty consistently, so just work. Do the, what's your name? Do the fill work on it. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like every time you mention rugby, you really should say gay rugby. <laughs> but it's not gay rugby. Oh, but dang it. That I thought that you said you were in yeah. a gay rugby it's, league. In two weeks, it's going to be gay oh, rugby. So there is a gay rugby league, but you don't just play gay rugby. Matt played in as well. Play. Me and Matt oh, played well, for, for years together. That's yeah. right. But he's straight. Yeah, right. So yeah, I always tell people that uh, it's it's only gay over the summer. The rest of the time, it's a rugby team. <laughs> anyway, I would like to go back to your rugby. Exactly, how did you hurt your finger? No, just kidding. Uh, uh, no, it was uh, great material. You have great presence up there. You speak well. It's very nice. That uh, yeah, well spoke. That accent does you wonders. It's a good Thanks, set. dude. Yay! Well, thank you guys uh, for holding fast with the joke workshop and for letting me get out of here because the Warriors, they're going to hopefully win. They're up right now, uh, and they're playing OKC. They're playing uh, Oklahoma City. Nobody cares, just me. All right. See you guys on Friday for happy hour. Bye. More than that, and let me get you a coupon. Yeah. Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shitface McRat. <laughs> Mm.
Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.Evan. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. Want to go to Burning Man, but you don't have the right goggles, costume, or attitude? Visit 20 Mission Hive at 2415 Mission Street between 20th and 21st in the heart of the Mission District. Easily accessible by BART, this collective of unique artists and vendors has eclectic handmade clothing, leatherwork, artisan jewelry, antiques, crystals, and there's even an amazing florist. Whisper pirate ship to your 20 Mission Hive vendor for a special 10% discount on the coolest, most original items in San Francisco. That's 20 Mission Hive with eight vendors and like them on Facebook at 20 Mission Hive. 20 Mission Hive for awesome events and updates. The dictionary definition of the adjective eclectic is selecting or choosing from various sources. When Bay Area musician J.D. Buell brings you Morning Train Wednesday, 10 a.m. to noon on Mutiny Radio, that is exactly what he does. Select music from various sources to give you a unique listening experience. Rock, pop, jazz, bluegrass, gospel, funk, reggae, folk, blues, country and western, electronica, soul, disco, rhythm and blues, punk and post-punk. Come together with music from around the world with Buell's passionate and down-to-earth delivery. In an age of personal music delivery systems, J.D. Buell carries on the values of progressive FM radio when a listener could actually have a relationship with a programmer, someone who would create an eclectic musical environment wherein both listener and host find fulfillment. The Morning Train with J.D. Buell, Wednesday, 10 to noon on mutinyradio.fm. Freeform radio for free minds. (laughs) 
Do you need an awesome and underground space for an event? Look no further than MutinyRadio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion. We run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsadai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Well, hey there, San Francisco. If you're looking for some delicious late-night food, I suggest you mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside, you can find counter-offer, and my offering you amazing late-night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit. It's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable burgers with sides of tater tots, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini, and creamy-licious mac and cheese. You like tacos? They got them! And from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads going to come up with next? Go to the counter inside of Brenda's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue, San Francisco. It's located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Counter offer, son. and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. Oh, happy hour. What could be happier than 23 comics doing jokes for each other and at a radio listening audience? Puppets, kittens, unicorns, porn maybe? Oh, well, stage time makes them happy and this super happy comedy open mic is open every Friday from 6 to 8 p.m. But you can also listen anytime by downloading the podcast at Meet New Radio FM Index at podcasts. Dot PCR collective dot org. 
So come live or listen later or to every happy hour mic Friday from 6 to 8 p.m. at Radio FL Mutiny Radio. I just fucked that up again. What the fuck is wrong with me? Yeah! You got it. I got it. You ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Well, shit. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to Joke Workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes. And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! It is bad, um, but I've heard all of that before, but I think that's really funny. Um, these lyrics are taken from an essay written in 1997 by Mary Schmitz, a columnist with the Chicago Tribune, uh, and then uh, Baz Luhrmann, who is a film director, made an awesome video for it. Um, it was on MTV once, maybe twice. And yeah, there's that song. It's great. I love it. A little cheesy. I'm sure you've all heard it before, but I thought it was a good way to end. So, today's been fun. Great music. Um, we listened to <clears throat> Akira Ishikawa, Count Buffalo, Jazz and Rock Band. The song was called Sunrise. Before that was the really creepy one uh, called Matter Suspiria Vision. The song was called And On The Seventh Day Pop Ate Itself. That band is fucking retarded. Uh, I don't know if you remember the first show I did, Heartbreak Radio, when I mentioned a boy getting me into witchcraft. Well, he showed me, he didn't get me into it because I'm not into it, but he tried to very, very hard and showed me that band, Matter Suspiria Vision, and they think they're a bunch of fucking German witches. Like, they really think that they are and they make these goddamn ridiculous new age bullshit music videos that are so f- pretentiously stupid uh, but I figured we should play that because I like to just challenge you um, so go check their stupid shit another blow a resignation unrealized I do now in your hands the book you borrow
three sets first and then we're gonna get on to the showcase so we're gonna get it started up right now with our three comedians our hangovers from the happy hour they drank so much at happy hour that they hung over they stayed fast they wanted to tell jokes and I was like fuck yeah let's tell jokes it's Friday night it's 8 o'clock let's tell jokes we're not even gonna sing the song yet we're just gonna get straight to the people our first comedian he's not here but he's gonna I'm gonna get him outside look at this we're just getting the people from outside Matthew Quirk get Matthew Quirk from outside quirky quirky oh from the potty oh no he's in the potty that's even better I've always wanted someone to do a set from the bathroom I thought that would be a lot of fun uh, someone go in the bathroom and fart really loud during your next first comedian set of this first of the Pamtastics comedy clubhouse very funny guy put your hands together everybody it's Matthew Quirk All right, thank you, San Francisco, and everybody out there in Mutiny Land. So, hey, it's great to be here, San Francisco, where you put the hip in hypocrisy. Oh, man, this room is packed. Oh, uh, yeah, it's great to be I love this city. I love this city, where a housing boom is... You're listening to Old Soul Radio, and I'm Professor Gable. Dolomite 12 is late. Big surprise. I am here waiting for him and our guests. Tonight we have a special show for you. Um, yeah, it's special. But for now, I'm going to eat some tacos and uh, play some music. So... Um, for all those listening out there, thank you for tuning in. It's going to be a really special evening. Thank you. Sweet 